I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. For great are you, Lord, and most worthy of praise. Because of who you are, give glory. Because of who you are, give you
worship you because of who you God, we thank you, our Lord, our Savior, our Father, our friend. All glory to you alone, both now and forever. Amen and amen. A beautiful morning to all listening and watching this video cast. I am Pastor Mike Dizon, sharing to you God's word today. In behalf of One Beat Christian Ministries, we welcome you and pray that God's Word would speak to your soul today and find encouragement in times of challenges. I hope you missed me because I missed you all. I would personally again like to thank our speaker last Sunday, Pastor Christian Reyes of Wildfire Church. So today, we celebrate with people all over the world Mother's Day. Kaya pagkasama mo yung maganda at sexy mong nanay ngayon, batin mo siya ngayon, Happy Mother's Day. So to all the mothers out there, Happy, 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 Happy Mother's Day sa inyong lahat po. So before we start, I want you to tap your shoulder three times and say to yourself, Good job, dahil maaga ka ngayon. So thank you again to all who made uh, this video cast possible and whether you listen and watch live streams, podcasts and video casts, the important thing today is that you worship God and intentionally make time for Him. Today with homes all over the world that become churches, fathers that become head of the family in leading their families to experience God, families together in prayer and reading the Word of God, we join all people who come from all walks of life, raising one banner, becoming one team, one church, so that God alone gets all the credit. So would you please join me for a moment and dedicate some time in prayer. Allow me to read to you Psalm 86, verses 9 to 10. All the nations have you made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Let us pray. Abba Father, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we praise you. Lord, in this sunny and beautiful morning, we remember your faithfulness and goodness in our lives. We remember also, Father, that your promises are true. As we listen to your word today, Father, help us to check our minds and our hearts before you. Enable us to bring all that we are to you so that we may experience the warmth of your touch upon all aspects of our life. May the words we hear today not only touch our minds, but may it also spur our hearts to serve and yearn for you more. May everything within us cry, my heart and my strength, Many times they fail, but there is one truth that will prevail. God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. 
And so today we join with all those who worship and confess you as Lord from generations past and present. And with all the angels that sing in heaven of your greatness and beauty. Father, we love you, we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints will say, Amen and Amen. So as we begin with the pandemic or COVID-19 virus causing so many lives to change, did you ever ask yourself, what will normal look like? So after ECQ, how will things be different? Did you ever ask that question to yourself? So as we transition from ECQ to GCQ, imagine kung meron pang HCQ, ICQ, JCQ, can't you not wait for JCQ? But what would everything look like after this world shock, shocking pandemic is over? Recently, a term was released called the new normal. What would normal look like after all this? The pandemic would really change daily life for most if not all people. Kasama dito yung limited person-to-person -person contact. Wala nang handshakes, siko-siko na lang, and take note, no hugs as of now. Imagine scheduled school days. Sayon, if you're studying, ang sayon. But that would mean longer school years and smaller class sizes. Restaurants, take note, will most likely cut down the number of seats to distance customers. Lahat ng pupunta sa restaurants, nakamask. Who would be greeted also by servers in masks and gloves. Dining would be a problem in the future then. Imagine empty basketball courts, empty concert halls. And one thing that saddens me would be probably the limited travel and changes at the airports. Face masks may become an everyday accessory. Imagine face masks of diff different colors, different designs. Jobs would be more digital and web-based in this new normal. Church services, one seat apart? Kung baga, hinuhulaan mo pa nga kung sino yung katabi mo because they would be wearing masks. Most members siguro would prefer online services for safety reasons, but not only safety reasons, but also for convenience purposes. Pastors, imagine, doing follow-up by Messenger, FaceTime, and Zoom. One thing that amazes me would be virtual baptism. Can you imagine being baptized at the convenience of your home? But at the end of the day, the question we would like to answer today is what would the new normal look like? Today as we get immersed in God's word and find out not the new normal but the now normal, with all the realizations that this pandemic taught us, what now? What now becomes normal for us to do? How should we act in these times today? Today's message is entitled, The Now Normal. Sabi sa katabi mo, The Now Normal. So today, may invite you all to open your Bibles today to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 to 13, as I will be reading out of the NIV version. 
So can I request all able to stand today to please stand as we read the Word of God. First Samuel chapter 16 verses 1 to 13. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab, and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen this. So he asked Jesse, are these all you have? Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Blessed be the reading of God's word. You may now be seated. So this is where things get interesting. As we look deeper into God's word, uh, two weeks ago, if you, if you can remember, we looked into also the book of Samuel where we got to know that the book of Samuel followed the era of the judgment. Judgment, judges, I'm sorry. Kung keywords sa book of Judges was that everyone did what was right in his own eyes. That's why the book concentrates on the role of certain leaders or kings. The author or authors of the book of Samuel is not known, hindi po si Samuel, although the book is in his name. 
But one thing you have to understand in reading the book of Samuel again is that it talks not only about the sovereignty of God and kingship, but one thing interesting here is that it also talks about reversals. Diba last week we talked about, or the last, last week rather, we talked about Hannah from being barren to fertile. Today, we will be looking at the life of Samuel years after. Isa na siyang popeta dito. But still taking note of that reversal that's about to happen. First Samuel chapter 15 talks about God rejecting Saul as king. God sent a message to Saul, a message to Samuel, to Saul, to destroy the Amalekites, right down to the very last creature because of the way they had destroyed the Israelites. When they came up out of Egypt, take note what God told, destroy all. But what Samuel did after they defeated the Amalekites was that he took King Agag as prisoner. And his men decided to keep the best cattle, the best sheep, the best cows, and the best lambs. This is where a well-known verse comes in. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Samuel told Saul that the Lord had rejected him as king because Saul had been disobedient and arrogant. This is where we'll be picking up today. So first Samuel Chapter 16, verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Mga kapatid, may panahon para sa lahat ng bagay. Would you agree? In the book of Ecclesiastes, it states, there is a Time for everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. You see, in our passage here, there's a time to mourn. And there is also a time to move on. And not only move on, but also to do what God has intended you to do. You see, oil during this time was used not only to anoint people, but most especially to anoint kings. So I'd like to imagine Samuel here. Siguro mixed emotion siya. In a way, excited because he would anoint another king. But in a way, he was sad and afraid. The work of God, my brothers and sisters today, goes beyond you and me. It's not for us. It's never about us. It's all about God. Magpapatuloy, mga kapatid ko, at magpapatuloy ang gawain ng Diyos with or without you. Sabihin sa katabi mo, tama na yan. Balik na tayo sa pagsisilbi. Let's move on. So let's move on also on the next verse, verse 2. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Dito na pumapasok mga kapatid yung takot ni Samuel. That in a way, caught me by surprise. You see, a prophet being afraid, you see, his logical mind here kicked in and forgot that it was the Lord 
telling him to do something. Verse 3, Invite Jesse to the sacrifice. I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. You see, the new king for Israel would be found among his sons, the sons of Jesse. Jesse here was the grandson of Ruth and Boaz. And in here, God assures Samuel that there is nothing to be afraid about or afraid of since God will show him what to do. You see, it's so amazing. God provides and God will always provide. Verse 4, Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? You see, Bethlehem was a small town, not very far from Jerusalem. It was the home of Ruth and Boaz, from whom the family of Jesse descended. Kung maalala nyo, in chapter 15, this is where Samuel, this is where Samuel killed the Amalekite king. And probably this explains the fear of the leaders there. So they heard the news of Samuel cutting into pieces King Adam. Nakakatwa minsan. Kasi minsan sa buhay, para tayong Samuel, may mga tanong tayo sa Panginoon, hirap tayong sumunod sa Panginoon dahil sa takot, but in the end, susunod din tayo sa Diyos. You see in verse 5, Samuel replied, Yes, in peace, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. The, the idea here was not that Jesse and his sons were just to watch as Samuel sacrificed his heifer. They would watch the sacrifice and then they would share in a large ceremonial meal, eating the meat that came from the sacrificed animal. We see here the difference. When an animal was sacrificed to atone for sin, none of it none of it was eaten and it was all burned before the Lord. <coughs> but when an animal was sacrificed as a peace offering, a fellowship offering, or a consecration offering, then part of the animal was burnt before the Lord and part of it was eaten in a special ceremonial meal. Verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands before the Lord. You see here, Eliab's Eliab brother was tall, dark, and handsome. He was the typical king material. Samuel was telling to himself, Heto na yon. I can imagine. Heto na yung susunod nating king. Good choice, God. Gabi, good choice. But as we read in further in verse 7, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, Samuel here was basing the credentials for the next king based on the physical. This was the same mistake Israel made when they picked King Saul. You see, it's not about looking the part. It's seeing people beyond the physical aspect. 
It's looking at something we cannot see, but God sees. As we continue in verse 8 to 9, then, De- then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Si Samuel Sigur was looking in advance at the other sons of Jesse and saying to himself, Mayon pa ba? Baka yung next na. Baka marami pa siyang anak. But as we read on further in verse 10, Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen this. Can you feel the frustration in Samuel's heart? Seven sons at wala sa nakapila yung pinili ng Panginoon. Parang nakapila tapos sasabihin sa'yo, I'm sorry madam, cut off na po. Or sa susunod na lang kasi wala na pong relief. Or lahat ng kaibigan mo na may relief tapos pinost na nila sa Facebook tapos ikaw wala pa. But if we go on in verse 11, so Jesse asked, Are these all the sons you have? <coughs> There is still the youngest. Jesse answered, He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Samuel knew what God said. And one of the sons of Jesse would be anointed as king. So, impossible wala na. He asked the question, as to, Are there more sons? But he was sure that there was more, if not more, one more. For God's word is always true. God's word is always true. You see, hindi niya sinabi na mali atang Diyos ah, paulit ko kaya silang pumira sa kapan ko. Rampa ulit pa, baka naman nagkamali ang Diyos. But Samuel believed and held on God's words. Jesse in our passage remembers his youngest son. This shows the low regard for David among his family. Una, his father doesn't even mention him by name. Pangalawa, he wasn't even invited to the sacrificial feast because he was tending the sheep. A servant's job. Pangatlo, he would not have been brought unless Samuel insisted on it. Hirap maging bunso, no? Sino sa'yo nakarelate? Sino sa inyo ngayon ang bunso na nakakarelate sa ating kwento ngayon? Taas kamay, huwag nang mahiya. You see, don't worry. Hindi ka nakalimutan ng Diyos. As we go on further in verse 12, So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. David looked good. But take note, physically, he did look good, but he did not look like a king. David was about 10 to 15 years old during this time. So can you imagine when God said to Samuel that, this is the one. 
going back to a very start. Diba nung sabi ko, the book of Samuel would be a book about reversals. You see, not the eldest would be chosen, but the youngest. God often chooses unlikely people to do His work so that all may know that this is the work of God and not man. You see, God uses ordinary people for His extraordinary work. You see, you don't need to quit your job to become a pastor. You, need to, you don't need to be famous to know a lot of prominent people. You don't need to have power or status or influence and even the approval of others. You need to be that person who is willing to go after God's heart. Last verse, verse 13. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. I could imagine the scene. Sa harap ng pamilya niya, they could have thought that it was an ordinary anointing by Samuel. And that no one imagined that David was being anointed as the next king over Israel. God was working in the life of David from the very start and prepared David for this day. The real anointing happened when the Spirit of the Lord came down powerfully upon David. You see, my brothers and sisters today, what an amazing passage of Scripture, full of inspiration, full of insights, full of lessons. But this morning, some of you might be wondering, how can we apply this passage to our situations today? How can we apply this passage in the life that we live today? Today, we allow the words of God not only to be in our heads and in our hearts, but we show it by applying it to our lives. We begin this message or we began this message with a topic on the now normal. Today, allow me to share to you three things that should be normal to you now. With everything that's happening in the world, this is the now normal. The first phrase in relation to the now normal is chance. Now, choice. In our life today, there should be a significant change in that we no longer rely on chance, but decide for ourselves what we want to happen. You see, going back to our passage of Scripture in verse 1 to 4, we see here that it was Samuel's choice to move on forward not only to move on forward, to, but to move on from mourning. It was his choice to be part in what God is doing. It was his choice to obey what God said. You see, my brothers and sisters today, in life we don't let random things happen and rely on luck to determine, to determine our life. We make a conscious effort to decide 
where we want to go in accordance to His will. Choosing provides direction. Sabi sa kadabi mo, direction. It is believing that everything that happens in our life today is not by accident. Today, don't wish na sana bigyan naman ako ng relief. But instead, choose to be the giver of blessing. Choose to be used by God to share His love. Dati mindset natin, uh, kung nakatanggap na ako ng relief, saka ako magbibigay. Tutulong ako pag medyo nakaluwag na ako sa finances ko, or pag may extra na ako, saka ako magbibigay. Why Sometimes we, we like to think like Samuel where we get to ask, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. But if this happens, my brothers and sisters, fear and worry will eat us up. But we have to make this conscious effort to choose to help even in the simplest way. You know, you can start by praying for someone. You can start by praying for your neighbor. Ask them, Kumusta na kayo? How are you doing? If you can't help them financially, connect them to people who can help. We should shift from me to we. If receiving something puts a smile on your face, I challenge you today to give. Giving puts a smile on your heart. The now normal with regards to choice is choosing to help. Should be the now normal. Choosing to be part of something that God is doing should be the now normal. And choosing to follow God and obey Him should be the now normal. At the end of the day, a quote by Robert Schuller states, The truth of the matter is that you always know what is right, what is the right thing to do. The hard part is doing it. Is helping others right? Is being a part of what God is doing is right? Is obeying God right? I know it's hard. But it's never too late to start doing the right thing. This is the now normal. Not by chance, but by choice. Choose to be a blessing today and share the love of God. The second now normal is outside now inside. Sabi nga nila, stay at home. Inside is the now normal. You see, society will tell us that almost everything is based on image. Perception is reality, but do not be deceived by it. Diba ngayon, we often want to take the perfect selfie. Did you ever try to take the perfect selfie? May angle na mas maganda tayo, may angle na mas payat or sexy. To some, may angulo pa na mas maputi sila. Click. Pangit kasi nakikita yung double chin ko. Click. Uh, ulitin ko kasi against the light. 
We spend too long hiding our flaws to project the perfect image, to get the desired number of likes and comments. Share spang iba, di ba? Please share. But behind the camera, after the picture has been taken, there's something that happens behind the camera that we cannot hide. We cannot hide the condition of our heart. You see, going back to our passage of Scripture, in verse 7 and 8, allow me to highlight this phrase. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God doesn't see the things the way rather we do. He looks beyond our, sets, our set of eyes. He doesn't judge people by how they look, but He looks at their heart. Even towards the end of our passage of Scripture, Samuel saw David as compared to his other brothers, and then God said to him, This is the one. He is the one. You see, God saw something in David which people did not see. You see, siguro sa minsan, mis minsan sa buhay nyo, you were judged by people. O kaya ikaw mismo nag-judge ng ibang tao basing it on their appearance. The now normal tells you to look beyond their appearance. Or better, you might have felt like David before. People judging you. Always being the last. And this is the now normal. I encourage you to forget and not mind the opinion of others, but rather focus on what God says you are. You are His child, bought by the blood of Jesus. It's about what God sees. It's about what God says. David was the eighth son, the eighth son of Jesse. My brothers and sisters, this is the new. This is the now normal. Outside, now inside. Choose to be an eight in the eyes of God rather than a one in the eyes of others. Allow me to repeat that and remember that. Choose to be an eight in the eyes of God than a one in the eyes of others. Someone once said, someone anonymous once said, beauty catches the attention, but character catches the heart. Today, be a person of character. God is interested, or more likely, is attracted to people of character rather than looks. So ask yourself now, am I looking based on the appearance of others? Did you ever try to judge a person based on his outward appearance? Siguro nasabi mo na na wala yan, hindi yan magtatagumpay sa buhay. Magkaka-boyfriend ba yung ganyang atsura? Well, it's never too late to change. This is the now normal. Looking beyond what is physical and leaning on your spiritual eyes. If you're last, the least, and the lost, allow me, allow me to remind you that God sees you. He is looking for faithful people He can place His Holy Spirit upon to use in a powerful way. So lastly, 
The now normal is doubting, now trusting. Did you ever doubt something or better someone? When people say you look good or ang pogi mo naman ngayon, nagduda ka ba? Nagduda ka ba kung nagsasabi talaga sila ng katotohanan? Or katulad nyo ba ako na sanay na sa mga ganyang linya? Ang pogi mo ah? Ah, okay. Tell me something I do not know. Normal na kasi yan sa akin eh. Or others would say, lumalaki ba yung katawan mo? Nag-gym ka ba? Ha, ganun ba? Hindi pa ako nag-gym sa lagay na yan. When you hear that we would transition from ECQ to GCQ on May 15, do you have any doubts that it would happen? You see, doubts often stands in between us and God. Doubts block us from having more faith. And faith means trusting in God and His Word. Simply believing that He means what He says. It means not resisting Him or denying His Word. The now normal is when doubt, is when in doubt rather, trust God. When in doubt, trust God. It's about trusting God. Magtiwala ka sa baytuho sa langit. Going back to our passage of scripture in verse 10 to 12, we find here somewhere looking at the seven sons of Jesse and hearing from God na hindi sila yung pinili ko. Imagine somewhere. Son number one, standing six foot five inches tall, weighing 80 kilos, out of the red corner. Then God says, ah, hindi siya Samuel. Okay, okay, no problem, Lord. Next, next contestant. Contestant number two, Abinadab. Wow. Then Samuel could have just asked, ano, ay, balo, ano ba yung talents nyo? Then God could have said, shh, shh, hindi siya. Okay, okay, next. Shama. Then God telling again, not him. As the line of sons grew shorter and shorter until the last one in line came up and got rejected, Samuel couldn't help but think. Hulitin ba natin, Lord? Isa pa? Isa pang round? But he knew. Samuel knew that the word of God is sure. If there's something you can hold on today that's true, it's God's word. Kaya sabi ni Samuel, baka may anak ka pa po. And sure enough, there was David. You see, doubt poisons our heart, but faith heals it. The new normal, my brothers and sisters, today, means trusting God completely regardless of what other people say and regardless of whatever situation you are in. When in doubt, my brothers and sisters, trust God. When in doubt, trust God. Evangelist uh, Pastor Billy Graham said, I've read the last page of the Bible. It's all going to turn out all right. You see, in order to eliminate doubt and fear in your heart, you have to constantly feed yourself with the Word of God. It's like watching a movie and then 
fast forward until the end. Nasubukan niyo na yun. Fast forward until the end of the story. When you get to see, ah, buhay pa pala yung bida. And they live happily ever after. So if you go back and watch it again in full, no matter what happens in the middle, you know the end. Kumbaga, kung buhay ang bida sa huli, kung pinatay siya sa gitna, believe me, hindi pa siya patay. Injured lang. Kung patay siya, bubuhayin ulit siya. Kasi yun ang kwento, yun ang sinabi sa huli. My brothers and sisters today, read your Bibles and be assured of your future and know how you can prepare for your future. How are you trusting God and His words today? If He's been faithful to you before, He is faithful to you today, I can assure you that He will be faithful to you tomorrow. So as we end this, vid- this sermon, let's watch this video first. At the end of the day, meron ba kayong bagaya? Ah, I'm just kidding. At the end of the day, what we need to do is change. So, so there will change. So just some personal reflections. Mahatma Gandhi said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. You can't just go out nowadays without a mask on your face and say, hindi kasi ako sanay na nakamask eh, di ba? You can just go out around today and just hugging people and say, Namiss ka sa, nakamiss ka si kita so much, kaya pahag naman. You want this thing to end? This pandemic? This COVID-19 crisis? Change. This becomes the new normal today. And allow me to remind you of the now normal. We're in chances, now choices. Outside, now inside. Doubting, now trusting. David said in Psalm 51 verse 10, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So today, allow me to challenge you. Are you ready? Are you ready to do the now normal? So before we end, let's pause for a moment and allow His words to come alive in our life today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. A lamp for our feet, a light on our path. Thank you for the life of Samuel and a reminder of how we should act. 
Thank you for reminding us of our shortcomings and weaknesses. For us to totally rely on your grace. Let's pause for a moment and look back on the days that have passed and evaluate who we are and the lives that we have lived. Will we change from chance to choice? Will we choose to move on, to give, to be part of what God is doing and to obey Him? Will we change from outside, now inside, and realize that it is better to be an eight in the eyes of God than a one in the eyes of others? And lastly, will we change from doubting now trusting that when in doubt, trust God. Panginoon, just like Samuel, may you remind us personally that you are at work in our life and that your promises are yes and amen. Increase in our life, Father, as we decrease. May we act accordingly in the coming days in response to your word. Father, today we also pray for our city, our nation, and the world today. Father, forgive us for our sins. Have mercy on us. Heal our land. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody will say, Amen and Amen. So thank you for listening. And before we end, kanang kamay sa ating mga puso and repeat after me. I am blessed. I am favored. I am loved. I am a child of God. So one more time. I am blessed. I am favored. I am loved. I am a child of God. So I can invite you all to raise your hands to the heavens as I pray for you. God of control, sovereign God, we thank you for your word. Truly the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. We thank you for your encouragement and a reminder, O Lord Father, that this is the now normal. Father, today we pray that we may apply this in our daily lives. I pray that the love of God, the bounding grace of His Son Jesus, and the constant fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord, and all of God's children will sing. Amen. God bless. Stay safe.